So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Good morning. We're going to do some Q&A while everybody gets settled in the room. If you got a question for Jeff, for me, for Tom, he'll be out in just a moment. Come to the mics at the edge of the catwalk. Good morning. Hey, who had fun last night? Are we live? Right hey, now? let me let me hear some noise. Is Summit is your favorite event of the year? Make some noise. Good morning. Good morning. Hey Jeff, are you having fun? I think. What's that? Are you having fun? I'm having fun. Are you having fun? I'm having fun, man. Absolutely. All right, Tim Macy, you got the first question. Good morning, buddy. Good morning. So uh, I have some. I'm not sure how I feel about the AI deepfake video. Yeah. Like it seems a little weird. So I don't want to lose authentic communication that you get from sending somebody a video actually of yourself. So what are some uses that you think are good for that AI deepfake kind of video thing? Yep. Where you don't lose that authenticity of sending somebody a video. So I fundamentally agree with you first. I think that you should ease into it. Uh, do you remember when handwritten fonts came out yeah. and everybody started using handwritten fonts and you get a little postcard that said, happy birthday, and it came from your CPA or whoever? And the minute you realized it was, wasn't real, and they're like, oh, they're trying to trick me into making me think they took the time to write a hand, and it backfires. I think there's a real high probability that if you do this the wrong way and you lose that personal touch, it could backfire because real estate is and will always be a relationship business. The question is, how do you scale those relationships? So my thinking is, first, there's different levels of deep fake. We talked about the word replacement, whereby you can have somebody mimic just the name change. That's going to be effective, in my estimation, when you're introducing yourself to a lot of leads. If you're doing PPC with maybe Boomtown or Commissions Inc., if you like they're in the hallway, if you're using some of those tools, for instance, and they're generating a lot of pay-per-click leads, I could see where you integrate this with the CRM and it could be really, really effective. Then there's the full deep fake. I showed you the Tom, the Tom Cruise example of the full deep fake. That is still an emerging technology and it is remarkably good. Uh, HeyGen, H-E-Y-G-E-N was the tool that's the most capable right now, I think, at doing that. I would use that for more back-end communications. So for example, if you're training people on how to do DocuSign, something like that where it's okay to be a little bit less personal, maybe the technology changes and you don't want to reshoot the entire series of videos for one update. Instead, you just change the script, re-render, and you're done. So next steps onboarding, those types of communications. What I wouldn't try to do is full deep fake yourself for all your outbound marketing efforts where you're talking to past clients and sphere because then I think you might run the risk of losing that personal touch, which I think was implied in your question. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim, for raising your hand on that one. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, uh, Jennifer Taborik, Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm a solo agent. I have a transaction coordinator. 
looking to scale. So what are your suggestions on two things that I should do right off the bat to start with possibly growing a team? Have you thought, have you, uh, to me, the next step is, do you have a buyer agent on your team? Do you have anybody yet? I don't. We have some junior agents in our office that okay. I do tag from time to time, but no one on a team. I would start to reach out to them and see what they think and maybe interview them. And that'd be the first step is interviewing somebody and adding somebody to, to your team. Okay. What do you cool. think, Jason? I think it's good stuff. I think it's good. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks. All right. Kelly Bob. Good morning. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all that information yesterday. Amy, I know, loved it. She's sitting back there. She's integrating. Yeah. I love it. No, she's ready. Good. She's filming right now. So I lost my assistant six weeks ago, and I struggle with judging and assessing people because I'm an amiable. How do I become a better judge of people in the hiring process? Are you struggling in the interview? You're getting, tell me more about it. Are you getting, like you think they're one thing and then they're something different? I like almost everybody. Who's doing most of the talking <laughs> during the interviews? I know I need to ask more questions, but. What level of preparation are you putting into preparing for those interviews? When I was writing this question, I was thinking, oh, I could do this and this and this and this. What'd you come but up I, with? Um, I could sit and think about more questions, more probing questions, um, and look at the, um, what's, what's the, the rules that we have to follow when we're hiring somebody? You yeah, know, some of the labor laws. Don't ask those questions, those types of things. Yeah. I need to look at all that, but um, yeah. I wonder who else in the room is really good at talking to people, and you can carry a conversation. I'm thinking a lot of you because you're in sales, and that's the nature. Everybody. That is not a skill set that you want to bring with you in an interview setting because right. you want to put them on the table to be able to represent themselves and not fill in for the weak points of the conversation. I'm generally not a big talker. I'm, I'm, words are hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not true. Oh, I know that's not true. Uh, my advice, and I'll go to you next, Jeff. My yeah. advice is prepare better questions. Yeah. How can you do that? Well, you could ask them to potentially complete a DISC profile. You could read the analysis of that disk profile. Uh -huh. You could even feed the results of the disk profile into ChatGPT and say, hey, based upon the assessment of this person, I need 10 questions. And before you write the questions, what are the different areas of expertise I should be asking questions around based upon the role I'm hiring for? Help me understand soft skills. Help me understand technical skills. What are the questions that I need to be prepared to ask? And more than that, when should I zip my lips? When, like, how should I approach the interview process? Does that help? That's awesome. And I think every, uh, every job has a different skill set. I think the key is to have them do a disc test. I think the uh, other idea is to shoot a video before you meet with them to see just what kind of have them sell themselves on this job to some degree. And then in the interview process, maybe give them, hey, we normally have this type of challenge. How would you handle that? Like role play with them mm. a couple different scenarios. You could do that with a buyer's agent, with a, an admin or a TC or whatever, and just ask them how they would handle those kind of situations. All right. That help out? Thank you all so much. Good stuff. See yeah. Kelly Bob. Yes, ma'am. Ah, good morning. Marie Avery Withers from Bradenton, Sarasota on the beautiful west coast of Florida. And I would love your referrals. 
Hi. Um, Hi. I've been in the business 30 years. And back in the day, if you were older, you were more knowledgeable, people came to you. That's what people looked for. Now it appears like it's going totally to a young person's game. So how do I keep up? I mean, I'm getting all into this AI, very excited about it. But what's going to be my age to be against, you know, okay. young? Is that your story in your head? I, I was gonna no, say, no, no, I just got that, I, I don't agree with that. Is that no? the story you've made up? Uh, probably. <laughs> okay, how could you change that? Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to stay on the cutting edge always. I heard a lot uh, on the panels the other day. It's old and new, old yeah. school, new school, and you've got a lot of experience, right? Right. We just need to update things that are happening in our business right now and get a little bit better at that. Okay. Can I share an insight? What if you shifted it to not, what do I need to do to be relevant? What do I have to do to be, because that puts a lot of pressure on you to come up with genius, brilliant ideas. Right. Flip the question. It's not, what do I need to do to be relevant? The question is, what do people need to know from me? Right. Ah. You have 30 years of experience of being a rock star pro agent who has sold how many homes over the course of your career? About 1,700. 1,700 transactions. Do you think you know what you're doing? Yeah. I think you do too. <laughs> Clap it up. That's amazing. 1,700 sales. But I think the question too is, you know what you need to do, right? Do they know that? Are you demonstrating Bingo. that? Are you putting that out on video, right? So if you shift to thinking well, what do they need to know? Then all of a sudden you find yourself in this position of, I am excited to share this knowledge because I realize there are young consumers, there are older consumers, consumers of all different types who need this information to make informed choices. The thing about making an informed choice when you're a buyer or a seller is you can't make an informed choice if you don't have the information. Right. And the information rests upon you to be the one to share it with them. So what are the best ways to do that? Yep. In your videos on social media and your blogs, and your emails, leverage media today. This, this sounds silly. Can I, I'm going to be, this is a silly anecdote. I was at Disney World in May with my family, and we were in the Hall of Presidents. Anybody ever been in the Hall of Presidents? It's yes. not really a ride, it's a thing yep. over at Disney World. And we were there, and it was telling the story of all these presidents, and it was fascinating and very well done. And they were talking about Teddy Roosevelt and made this comment about his rise to influence because he leveraged the media of the day, which was newspapers. Even back in the day, they, politicians, anybody of influence, they would leverage the media of the day. And the media of the day then was newspapers. What is the media of today? It's video, it's email, it's the web. You have the information, but you're asking yourself, why am I losing relevance? And that is a backwards question when the reality is you have what they need. How are you gonna get the word out to the people? Okay. I hope that gotcha. helps. Yes, Good. thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Yes, sir. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jason. Fausto Andrade from Houston, Texas. Awesome. Welcome. Jason, what will be the number one tip that you'll give me to start applying on AI? What will be the prompts and where can I find the prompts for AI for okay, real estate? So the question is, where do I get started with AI? And then the second part of the question is, where do I get started with creating prompts for AI? Uh, I think you go back to the video Tom showed us the first day. You know, the more you F around, the more you, who remembers? The more you find out. So where would you go F around? I would do that with ChatGPT. I would download ChatGPT and I would start asking it questions. A lot of people are looking for the magic formula of writing prompts. Have you ever thought about asking it how to write prompts? Okay. Because I ask it all the time how to, hey, what's a better way to write this prompt so that I can do X, Y, and Z, and it helps me refine my thoughts, and then I start a new thread, and then I use that prompt, and I'm like, wow, that was a lightning different result. 
to be able to command it. The first thing you have to do is download ChatGPT. I would recommend becoming a Plus user. Right. I would get your hands dirty, and I would F around to find out. Yes. 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 Anything to add? I'm just coming in to hang out. Sweet. <laughs> Who's next? Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good morning. My name is Ariagna Porvello from New Jersey. Well, the reason why I'm here is to thank you guys for a phenomenal, for a phenomenal um, summit. First time here, three months um, as a real estate agent. So uh, you guys are very big into referrals. So I just wanted to use this platform to say once again, my name is Ariana Perello from New Jersey. <laughs> but my question is, I am bilingual and I do want to hire a virtual assistant. I, I am having difficulties in somebody who speaks Spanish. Do you happen to know of any company that has a bilingual virtual assistant? I, mm. No. So what I would recommend is in the back, Summit VAs are back here. I would have yeah. a conversation with those yeah. folks and see if they can Did guide you. And then I would look at some of our other partners. My VA actually is from Mexico, so I can always give you the company's name and number. Thank you Perfect. very much. Power of the ecosystem. You yeah. Thank there you, you very much. Have a good yeah. day, everyone. That's the, that's the advantage of our community. We didn't have the answer, but the community does. Yeah. All right, let's go. Good morning, boys. Good Gotta get morning. really close to the mic. It has to be like that. Or this. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the pictures yesterday. So I am Brazilian. I'm fairly new in the business. And how do I market for my community besides going to magazines, consulate, Instagram, and pages that the Brazilian community usually joins? Okay. How? Don't do any magazines. I just paid for it. Cancel it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, if you do, if you if you have if you've already paid for it, have you submitted the copy? Um, it's virtual. It's a virtual magazine. Yes. So all right, so it's digital, which probably gets absolutely no traffic. Yeah. Because most virtual magazines don't. But don't do that again. Mm -hmm. Unless you have like a photo of like you with a QR code, and maybe it looks like you're not wearing clothes because the That's QR what code I is have. right here. Check here to find out more, because otherwise... And, and here's the other thing. Somebody's going to use that. I know. Here's the other thing. I didn't know you were new until you told me. Yeah. New? It's my so, second year. I had a fabulous year last hey, year. You're not new. You're not new. You're not new. Hey, did you close the transaction? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. You're not Very new. Very well done. First home, $3.5 million in California. Way to go. That'll work. Good. Yes. Okay, I, I'll be right back. Yeah. You guys keep going. I would also add the distinction between what you described wasn't really marketing, it was advertising. I'm advertising in this publication, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm putting my face out in these places. And it goes back to what Mark talked about yesterday, that it's more, like branding is more than that. Marketing is more than that. I would ask you, if you want to have relevance specifically in your community, okay, well, where are the partnerships that you can align with strategically to help cultivate your community, where can you leverage content marketing through videos, through blogs and emails and the same stuff we've been talking about to start being the representative of what those folks need to know in your marketplace? Do I do in Portuguese? Closer. Do I do in Portuguese, English? Yes. Both? Both? Yes. Uh, so we have a lot of folks here who are bilingual uh, and they, they have actual multiple channels. So my recommendation from a social media standpoint is, and it's work, but it works really well. You should have two TikToks, two Instagrams, two YouTube channels, <laughs> each in different languages so they can each circulate through the different algorithms. We have one of our clients, I, she's in the room somewhere, 
Uh, she created a TikTok in a different language and it went viral in her marketplace. It blew up. It was amazing. And so you never know until you put yourself out there. Embrace Thank it. You. Find your tribe. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's me again. It's you again. It's me. So I am Amber Boyd with Core One Real Estate. I am really passionate about helping to improve the agent's experience in this industry and help reduce the amount of people getting out because I just love to help. So I'm wondering, how do I reach the agents who are suffering and who are getting ready to quit because they don't know that there's a better way? And I mean by the apartment locating that I do, like I know that there's so many agents who don't even know about it. So I want to be able to reach the people who I can imp impact their lives just by what we do when it comes to the apartment can locating I, side. Can I give you one point? Yes, sir. Go back to your market and share the notes from this experience. Okay. Isn't that a good idea? Absolutely. Idea. Share the notes and help everybody out. Maybe create a mastermind, become the Tom Ferry in your area. Okay. There are a lot of agents that are struggling out there and they yes. need more information. Just be, give them that information. Okay. On a more tactical side? Yes, sir. Please. You I'm all ears. You could use a tool like Broker Metrics or a tool like Relatex, whereby you can actually, it connects your MLS, you can get the agent information and determine who's not selling homes, or just use your MLS and print a roster of anybody who's not selling homes in the last 12 months, for instance, and use them as a point of contact to reach out. You can get the information, you can create a custom audience, you can create an offer on Meta and run an ad and reach them. And I would reach them with an invitation to a training event to talk about everything you learned here, for instance. That's genius. Yeah. Thank you. Only if you do it. Absolutely. It's all, all right. about the implementation. All about it. Thank Love you. it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. Hello. My name is Callie Sanchez. I'm from Rowlett, Texas, actually. Um, I just moved to Rowlett in May. Um, I'm not a licensed agent yet. So how would I put myself in the community? Um, I came to Rowlett knowing no one besides my fiance and his best friend who we moved together. Um, so how would I put myself out there and get my name out there? To me, I'd I do as many open houses as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. I'd maybe start a door knocking campaign, maybe let people know the value of their home by offering CMAs or market updates. Mm -hmm. I would do that first, just put yourself out in the community that way. Okay. Think, I, I would add to that as well. Uh, do you remember when Jen Diller talked? She was the first talk Correct. Tom yes, X. And remember that party she threw when she mm -hmm. was new to town and nobody knew her and her husband thought she was That's nuts? That's a great idea. I would do that. Okay. I would, when are you going to be licensed? Um, I'm hoping January. I'm going home to Florida for a few months. And then when I come back, I okay. would take So I recognize you have limited activities that you can actually perform based upon mm -hmm. not having a license. But the good news is real estate's a relationship business. So I would be preparing all these relationships you're getting to know. I'm going into real estate. I start January 1st. Make it like it's a blockbuster movie release. So that everybody knows January failed. 1st is when you become a licensed agent and they can work with you and start lining up your pipeline in advance. I would think about the panel you interviewed yesterday. What would those three individuals have done? Yeah. They would have been meeting every person they could mm -hmm. possibly meet and building relationships. Mm -hmm. And okay. this is also a powerful time to start learning. So when you get licensed, who else remembers that when you got your real estate license, it didn't really tell you anything about running a business, marketing, <laughs> sales, or operations? It was about the square footage in an acre, for instance, the comment that was made yesterday. Now is the ideal time to be immersing yourself in what does it mean to market my business? What are my systems and operations? Start crafting the content now so that when you have the green light to put yourself out there as an actual offered agent for hire, 
you can go, you know, full blitz. Okay, perfect. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Scott, you made it. Scott from Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, man? Oh, I'll try to be super quick. Three, so this. I sell Nashville recording studios. I read it out loud. Three Good. to five priority tips that I should do to turn this into a program or a campaign. I'm, it's casually like I work in the music business with all the people, but I want to create, you know, a site, a platform, a go-to. So what do you think the three to five priorities are that I should do first to, to grow this into? And some of them are going to be obvious. Like I've connected with people from L.A. here and a lot of, you know, yeah. but I want to intensify this. And I want to be like the person. That if you're going, if you're looking for a recording studio, creative house in Nashville, I'm the guy. You're the guy. What do you understand about integrated marketing? Say that again. What do you understand about integrated marketing? I'll probably just say zero. Okay. So integrated marketing is when you take all your different marketing channels and you loop them together so they work in concert with each other. And your question, to me, it sounds like it's looking for a couple of quick tactics. I could try this and this. Oh, you should do a billboard. You should do Google Display Network ads. I could give you a list of randoms to try, or you could create a strategy. I've heard Tom talk about the difference between a strategy and tactics lots of times. The strategy is, what are we building? What are we doing? And then the tactics are all the little spokes that come off the strategy in terms of how do we support and bring that strategy to life? It has to be more than the t-shirt, and you know that. Right. You already mentioned the website, but if you have a website, well, how am I driving traffic? What are my offers? What are the channels? And so it seems like you need to work with your coach and list out a fill-in-the-blank. Here's all the channels. Here's the offer. How are we going to blitz the marketplace right. to create massive awareness? Because otherwise, you're going to be like that iceberg under the water that nobody sees. It's got to be enough that it grabs people's attention. I don't know. Is that helpful? Ask me more questions. It does. And I've got a website. I just hadn't built it yet. So, I mean, that was my start. So, anyway, uh, my that's going to be my anchor. My thought goes to, do you, do you have a list of all the recording studios? Have you reached out to the owners? Have you got a database? Yes, I do. you got all that list. Huge database of music industry people. And I've been tracking recording studios 35 a month or, or listed you, at any given you, time. Have you met them? Have you called them? Have you taken them to lunch? Have you gotten? I'm just now starting. Have you started a Facebook group? for just them. Dude, that's a great idea. No, that's good. All right, good. There do that. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you got to do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I want to be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. You're up. Yes, yes ma'am. Hi, my name's Yue He, and I'm from Gaithensburg, Maryland. I'm licensed in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, so I have a big shout out for my coach. I met him four years ago, and then basically every, you know, doubled every year. So I met him um, when I have the total sales volume for five million, and then this year, is 20 million in the first six months. Clap it Way up. to go. Four X in this market. My, um, my coach is Paul. Um, gosh, what is your last name? The Bossier. Sanford. Ah. 
Thank you, Paul, from bottom of my heart. So my question. Coach Paul, that's awesome. All right, go ahead. Question. So um, it's amazing that being here for two days and hear all these people and a young generation doing um, social media and in a big portion on top, build on top of it. Um, I personally try to videos every week for five of them and then post it every day. Um, so far, I did for a little over a year and then not a big result. I'm bilingual, I'm doing... Come a little bit closer. I'm bilingual and doing both Chinese and English. So from the Chinese community, I do generate lots of business, but from the English-wise, like from Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, um, the Google My Business, so far I have no conversion. So what will be your suggestion? What will the, you know, the higher level? I guess it's something wrong with my social media. So what is the, you know, what is a higher level? What is the suggestion? Are you separating the channels now between languages? Do you have, do you have a Google business? Do you have like an all Chinese speaking Instagram, for instance, and an all English speaking Instagram? Yes, it's not from Instagram, but from another platform that all Chinese people like to use it. Okay. Yeah. And so the question is, how do I... But you have these, but you have Instagram accounts that aren't performing. You have Google business profiles that aren't performing. Yes. Okay. Language is not a barrier in terms of performance. Competition is. Competition is. And so there may be a lot more competitors creating content, for instance, in a specific niche, English speaking, that it's going to take more effort to cut through and create your influence. Without having seen your content exactly, I would ask you a few questions. And these are rhetorical. I would ask you, have you really taken the time to understand who you're making content for? Have you really taken time to make sure that each message is what they need to hear? Or are we just listing off, hey, here's how you winterize your home or random tips that are maybe not gonna cut to the core of what they truly need to know based upon current circumstances? The second part I would ask is, are you making enough content to penetrate through these algorithms? Mm -hmm. Are you generating enough reviews to really be discovered on Google. We have great, I mean, Rate My Agent, Real Grader, they're in the back and they can help you with that. No matter, the language isn't the barrier. So I feel like the views is not enough because in Instagram, um, Facebook, like I see the views is only about 200, 100 something, 200 something. Um, like in my Chinese, um, like the page, it's about, I have about 8,000 followers. That's great. That's really good. That's great. So I just don't know where it comes wrong with the English media. I'm sure there's something that I didn't yep. right. Here's what I do. Don't give up. You're building your brand either way on both channels is the way I look at it. You know, you don't, it's not instant information that already happens that comes to you. Keep building your brand. You're doing it. And also, focus on what's working. We're having a conversation about how to get the one that's not working as well to work better when the one that's working is working great. Let's make it even greater. I would, I would look at where the opportunity is and what gets you the results and focus there. All right. Okay. Thank you for the Thank question. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Rupi. I am from Alberta, Canada. My fellow Canadians here. Welcome. Okay. 
Thank you. So first of all, I would love some referrals. I'm kind of brand new here. Number two, Canada doesn't get the data like USA gets. Where do we go? Like we don't have realtor.com. We don't have data like you guys. So suggest me, please. So can, is that the end of the, you don't have all the data that we have. Yeah, where can Canadians go and get data for real estate? So what data do you need to collect in order to get your marketing? What all data you guys have, like these many houses sold at this price and that, and then all the in-depth, we don't have that. Okay. So what data do you have? Um, very recent, and then, you know, Tom always say we don't have data for Canada. So is there a way that Canadians can uh, find data somewhere? I would need to ask, I saw Sean Ryan. Are you sitting out there? I saw you. There you are. Come here. Sean, will you introduce yourself? You might have better commentary. This is Coach Sean Ryan. How perfect. He lives in Canada. There you go. So in Get close. Canada, we don't have a lot of data, unfortunately. Yeah. Ontario has some of the best data, like Geo Warehouse and everything. But just dig deep into your MLS stats um, and dive into that data is the best thing to tell you, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Thank you Ameri so much. America's much better with the data. I know. You guys are much better than us. Thank All right. You. There Thank you, go. Coach Sean. Appreciate Thanks, you, buddy. Sean. Yes. Hey, good morning. This is Pinky and Deepak from New Jersey. And we have a husband-wife team with a few staff members and possible new buyer's agent. This is better? Yeah. Okay. My question is, first of all, a huge shout to the coaching. We started from four transactions to last year to 45 transactions. So it works. Coaching works, definitely. But my question today is, I lost the momentum this year, so I want to know what can I do to gain that fire and that momentum? I think people somehow have lost their focus. I think you need to dive into really what do you want to do? What's your focus? What's your plan for the next really three to six months? Focus on what you need to do right now is the key. Get back your focus. Okay. And my, another question from my partner. So... Come real close to the mic if you could, please. Sorry. We are trying to build a team. It's really hard. Two different personalities, husband-wife team, and how to manage ourselves, business, and the team that we are bringing in. Virtual assistant, you know, buyer agent. So it's very hard to manage all that together and still generate and go out there, lead, generate, because we are in the minutia, you know, like putting this fire, putting that fire, managing the people, and that's what taking more time than running or growing the business. So I would focus on each of your skill sets. Are y'all working together or separately, or what does that look like in your time? So with the husband-wife team, it's very hard to separate because you are working together, sleeping together. Um, <laughs> Just clarifying, right? <laughs> He's clarifying. No, no. In a, in a sense that, you know, the business never leaves. You know, she's asking me 10 o'clock, oh, what happened to that yeah. client? I said, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah. So another thing is, I mean, we Can I give you an advice about that? Have some rules on your business. Like, we're not going to talk about business from after 8 o'clock at night or before 7 or 8 in the morning. That's one way to do it. I, I would offer this too. Tom's going to talk about a lot of this today, about being wealthy, about creating a vision for your life, and about having a level of priorities. So what are your priorities? It's relationship, 
and then it's business. It seems like there needs to be a larger conversation, perhaps with your coach, where you outline not just how do we sell more houses, but what are we building together? And, and candidly, I'm not sure what the question was. You made a comment about how hard it is to manage a team and how hard it is. I'm inferring the question is, what should we do? Yes, exactly. But that's, there's a lot of roads that you could take in terms of what you could do. And my best advice is you better be clear on where you're going. What are you seeking to build? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the, because once you have that clear goal, it's like what Tom talked about. What do people do when they don't know where they're going? They wander in circles. Right. But yeah, when you have focused. a clear point of reference, I see that mountain up ahead and I'm gonna walk straight to it. This is where we're going and I'm not gonna be dissuaded. When you have a clear focus, it's amazing what kind of blinders it puts up to all the distractions right. and all the minutia that could get in your way. And instead of saying, I'm having a hard time with getting this personality and this personality to get right. together or these little minutia details, all that melts away in the face of we're on a mission to get somewhere. So without getting into an entire coaching session, what this strikes me as is a bigger conversation with your coach about, hey, yep. last year was great. What are we doing? I hope most, that helps. Most, most people are focused on what's here. Where do you want to be in a year, three years, five years down the road? Yeah. That help out? You'll yeah. make a great team. Great, great job. Thanks. Yes, sir. Good morning. My name is Dylan Bout with the one and only Blue Marlin Real Estate in Merritt Island, Florida. You got some fans, Dylan. <laughs> All right, um, talk close. Want to start off? The summit has been so pivotal, you know, for my growth from day one. I'm a five-year agent, 17 mil sold this year so far, 40 units, tracking about 30 mil. Nice. What's next? How do I scale? No T, no uh, TC, no assistance, nothing. Me against need some work. help. First off, I'd hire TCs. I haven't even hit that ceiling yet. So like, yeah, what's next? Haven't hit the ceiling. I got gas in the tank. Thanks to my, my brokers, Nick Chambers, Chad Paulson. Here's, I got a, the here's, a, here's a better question. What is next for you? What do you want? I want it all. Got to dig a little deeper than that. Okay. What does that mean? Okay. Um, I mean, what do you I want to do next it's year? It's probably going to be building a team. I think okay. it'd be awesome. Have a hundred mil team, agents okay. you trust, build something beautiful. So, what's the team look like for you? That's the question. Okay. I, you know, I where do question. you get that? Did you hear Tom yesterday talk about the eight levels of performance? Absolutely. What did you think about that? I think they're all super important to my scalability. Uh, some of them I'm actually starting to enact right now. Um, where did you put yourself on that eight levels? I don't even know. That's, that's why we're here. Well, a little so level bit of self one is level one. You're not level one. That's make money now. That's get yourself going. Level Absolutely. two is expanding markets. Right. Level three is gaining consistency. I'm going to plot you most likely there where you're struggling to maintain the level of production you're at. And you're thinking, how do I put on more engines on this airplane when it's already flying 30,000 feet in the air? And I want to go even higher, even faster. Is that about right? Absolutely. So you're at the eight levels of performance is interesting because after level three, you turn a right angle and you go to, you start delegating and hiring work. Yep. And that means you have to pull yourself out of your skin as a salesperson to say, I'm now managing people and staff. Okay. And to look for a super linear path on how that works is difficult because it depends upon your experience, your goals, your skill set, your market, what's around you in terms of talent and people, what's your budget look like? Are you starting to see why having a coach who can go through this with you 
Absolutely. to help guide decisions make sense? Absolutely. I hate to be blunt, but I think my answer <laughs> is be. in the back of the room at the coaching booth. That's right. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. You guys are awesome. I've enjoyed every single year of this. For everybody else watching, keep coming. Keep watching Tom Ferry. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Clap it up. Yes. Yes. Hey, okay. Hold on, let me get my camera going so I can remember what you guys say. All right, and talk real close. Yes. I can hear you. Kelsey Wakefield, Chico, California. Whoa, a lot Fan of club. friends here. And so we have a videographer who also does our social media, and sh she pumps out a lot of content, and a lot of it's really good. There's a mix of content right now going over that's kind of simple and a lot of more advanced things, too. So what I'm thinking of is do we want to do higher quality content like twice a week, or do we want to keep pumping out content every day? Because I'm thinking people might get in the habit of scrolling past it. And Matt Leonetti, you look at his stuff, he posts like once a week and I'm watching every single one of his videos because they're hilarious. What are your platforms? Um, I'm thinking Instagram right now, but we're on everything. All right. Define, what are your top three platforms? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Google My Business. Okay. So the question is, should we take an approach whereby we post less often, like one video? So for example, I'm going to do a case study this afternoon on Kim Posick. Mm -hmm. Ken does one long form video on YouTube per week and he does a live stream podcast. And then from that, they slice and dice it and they create a litany of content that overwhelms TikTok we, and Instagram. Yeah. And the level of growth and engagement that he's receiving on platforms is crazy. But what's really interesting is the quality of lead generation he's producing by making long form content. Now, yeah. your question isn't about long form necessarily, is it? Well, it's we about do quality. a podcast. Quality. So we do the podcast and chop it up into video. But then we also do listening videos and we do educational videos and we do static posts. Like we do it all. So where does all that So I want to level up. So let's, let's say I'm a casual viewer on your Instagram and I, oh, there's seven seconds of fun to watch. Cool. S scroll, scroll. Where are you taking me in terms of customer journey? Mm -hmm. So if you listen to somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about top of funnel awareness driven to longer form content that helps to percolate and to mature a higher intent so that when they reach out, they're already bought into you. Mm -hmm. And so he's looking at TikTok and Instagram as really a, a flywheel that sends attention to YouTube, his podcast, longer form content, so they get bought into the brand. Now, I know you're asking a question about quality. We've been talking about AI for the last few days. Oh, we're in it. Here's, here's this dichotomy between how do I maintain the pace with what these algorithms want from me mm -hmm. and how do I hit quality well? That's hard to do. And that's why AI can be super helpful in helping you be more efficient and turnkey in hitting those quality markers. There's also a lot of research. Uh, later Media did a lot of research on the, the difference between reach and engagement and the more often you post. And okay. what it essentially found is the more often you post, the more accounts you'll reach. But because the algorithms favor your most recent post, when you post again, you're effectively burying alive your last post because they're going to prioritize showing the newest post, most likely, most likely. And so because of that, you'll get more reach, but the engagement of each post is less because it's got less time to bask in the sunlight of everybody's feeds. Mm. And so when somebody, like I love Matt Leonetti's content, when he posts once a week, he is priming himself for maximum engagement, but minimum reach, unless it goes viral. Right. Unless and it is, goes viral. Is that such a bad thing? Because no, then you're no, getting the leads no, it's not. possibly. No, it's not. But you have to look at your analytics. And this is why it matters to track and measure. Who is looking at your content? Mm -hmm. And I don't know 
what Matt's insights look like on the back end of his Instagram. I'm sure, I'm sure they're amazing because his content is amazing, but you have to look, is it followers or non-followers? Mm. Am I using Instagram as a tool to engage my existing audience or am I using it as a tool to reach a broader audience or both in which pieces of content achieve those goals? I know I'm talking high level, but does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't know how to answer your question without you looking at the data. Let the data, let the data of what's working and what's not and what you're building come together to determine what's the best step forward. Either path could work based upon what you're building. Okay. Where are you taking that attention? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Try to dig a lot deeper into that, but yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, sir. What's up, guys? My name is Owen Dobby. I'm also with Blue Mountain Real Estate. <laughs> so I went from being an agent producing pretty well to being our sales coach. And I manage at least 200 plus agents in our office. Our area, Brevard, super insulated, very good market for selling, buying everything. But our agents and the marketing and the tech has really lagged and not caught on. What's your best way to have your agents catch on to the new marketing, new AI, new methods while still hanging on to like a relationship built market? All right, so if I, some of that was a little hard to follow. Yeah. It sounds like the question is, how do I get the agents at my office to be willing to try some of the new tactics and strategies we're learning at events like this yeah. and to innovate versus, but without losing that relationship. I think you talked about that, right? Exactly. I don't know that the two are mutually linked. Our, our market's super relationship built. It's very just everyone knows everyone, that type of market. And no one likes the Facebook, Instagram, Half our agents are scared of AI. Like that's just not something we're into. I see. So the, so the challenge is, and I want your commentary too on this. Oh. The challenge is your, the agents at your firm or whatever it might be yeah. have relationships with sphere of influence contacts Heavy. With, with all their clients. Yep. And it's a very handshaking, I see you here and there relationship. I make the phone calls relationship-based business. 100%. Could it be possible that you would ask them the question of where do you think you're your book of business spends a lot of their time learning and exploring and thinking about new ideas. Online. And what do you think they might say? Yeah. On their phone, online. There you go. And so what does it say about your level of relationship with them that you're not present in that space? Impactful question. So what if you worked in their existing model? What if you stopped creating it as it's this or that? It's not, you're either a relationship-based marketer or a relationship-based business, or you're a social media person who only lives on a screen. What if the two weren't separate? Mm -hmm. What if they were together? Do you see where I'm going? 100%. Let's go there. So you're a sales manager, right? Yes. What's your biggest challenge every day with the agents? Keeping them doing what they're supposed to do daily, prospecting-wise. Okay, and how do you hold them accountable? Check in. What's Calls, that look like? Text, Outbound for myself. Okay. Are they all getting together and role-playing and getting on the phone? Not as often as we like. Okay. What can we do to make sure we can get more of them there? Do those things more often? Mm. The, the, that's right. The, yeah. be, the best <laughs> clients that I coach, they get everybody together. They role-play. They get on the phone at least for an hour or two. Either they're setting appointments, making phone calls. They're doing something uh, if I told you that's my best advice to a sales manager is to get everybody fired up together as a group, let's all get together for an hour or two and then set some appointments and then go do your business. If you could do that every day or do that more, that would help you out. 
And my advice, I've been a sales manager for probably over 15 years, is every day it takes me 30 minutes to get to my office. I usually call three or four of my agents. And on the way home, I usually call three or four of my agents just to check in. Hey, how's yeah. it going? I'm not even yeah. talking about real estate. I just want to show that I care and mm -hmm. find out what's going on in their life. That can help you out big time. Awesome. I appreciate the words, guys. Yep. Yesterday and day before, I heard you're shouting out some single people. So... Ladies, I am single. He's single. All right. He's single and ready to mingle. Right here. He's single and ready to mingle. Thank you, guys. Only at Summit. Too sexy for my love. Yeah. Too sexy for we probably have time for maybe a couple more questions. Yeah, we got, yeah. Stop everybody. That's your song right there. All right, ask away. All right, Shanna Yeargame from Oklahoma City. My question was very similar to Dylan's, actually, but I'm going to kind of stem from that. Okay. I keep on getting stuck in the, the real estate roller coaster, and I'm trying to figure out how do I maintain my business instead of constantly thinking about the transactions I have now and not doing Legion, and then the next month after I close all those transactions, I'm now only doing Legion. I'm trying to make it flow. Okay. So some advice... Do I need to hire somebody to help me? Um, I'm, I'm about to be three years in. I can get my broker's license. What do I do? <laughs> so if I could, um, I'm going to go, and then I would love your perspective. I'd love to hear your I'm going to answer the same that I've been answering. Okay. Sounds like you don't have a clear purpose in terms of what you're building. Should I do this? Should I do that? You need some clarity. Yes. That may mean you need some mentorship, maybe some coaching in terms of how do I formulate what, what is that point of reference? Mm -hmm. Because until you define that, you're not going to create the right path. Two, the roller coaster activities could be because you're inundated with business and you truly need to delegate. It could be because maybe you're disorganized and you need to optimize and systematize. It could be because you're unscheduled and maybe you have a time-blocked calendar that you completely ignore. And so when it comes time to actually do the thing you say you're going to do, you think, ah, there's more pressing stuff to do over here. I'm going to go do that. No, that's done. 100%. Yeah. I'm going to do this close. over here. That is 100%. <laughs> so it could be any of those, those items. And so the order of thinking that I would go through as a coach is, what do you want to build? Where are we going? Right. Let's look at how you're operating from a day-to-day -day standpoint and determine the real need. And then we start looking to hire and determining where we need to hire based upon where can we get the best bang for our buck in terms of optimizing, systematizing, delegating. What gets you to that goal closer? I hope that helps. That's great. Thank okay. you. My best advice to you for the real estate roller coaster when you're like, I'm rich, I'm poor, I'm busy, I'm not busy, is continue to prospect. Don't forget what got you there. Get back to time blocking and following a certain schedule. And yeah, really focus. You got to focus on those deals that need to get closed, but make sure you're continuing to set appointments and have conversations. Right. Thanks. Thanks. Awesome. 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 If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.